0: you primitive screwheads listen up I got news for you pal you ain't leading but two things right now jack and shit jack left town well hello mister fancy pants
1: what was that ruckus what
2: ruckus i was just in my office and i heard a ruck Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore?
3: You have not have I'm in my
0: prime. You want to kill me. Now you want to kiss me. Blow. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. All right, DJ Anubis and DJ Neko. With you on the Hordes of Chaos on the Middletown Radio Podcast. Got a lot of good stuff lined up for you today. Got Godzilla in the background. It's a good day. Yeah. Just telling people that uh, if you have a Roku, Channel 62 has like all the cagey movies like Godzilla and Gamera and stuff like that, so it's back up. It it temporarily gets taken down sometimes because obviously it's... Probably done illegally without the copyright permissions, but uh, he's adamant about keeping it up and putting it back up there. It's kind of... During the day, it's a little bit loading and stuff like that because I think a lot of people are home and checking it out. They usually do the same thing. It's a free app. So, uh...
1: I think that might be why it it goes down sometimes. It's not like a, um a Roku sponsored app or right. it's it's somebody
0: else's it's a private, private app,
1: yeah. app. So sometimes that happens with them because of either bandwidth or just making sure it's...
0: Well, yeah, last night when I was watching it later in the evening, we are talking like the early morning hours, I wasn't having any lag issues or buffering and stuff like that, but... Uh, Obviously, during the day when people are up and probably checking it out and watching it, it does that. But it's very worth it. I mean, it, it doesn't have any like, the legendary stuff because, you know, the American versions. But all the old Godzilla movies up until Shin Godzilla's in there, so...
1: And, I mean, if you... Now, with the cutting the cord stuff, everybody has Internet, so, like... I know there are quite a few people who don't have cable and one of the only reasons that we even kept cable was because of all the sports channels, which are doing us no good right now, but, you know, we have the the college sports channels, the NFL, the baseball channels we don't even really watch, but, you know, like, when the World Cup was on, you could watch all the World Cup games and stuff, but if you have a Roku, there are so many channels on there that are free or, like, $5 a month that...
0: Yeah, even like stuff like Shudder that we pay for is not like it's in it's inexpensive and you know, you get a lot of good content. There are free horror apps out there, but a lot of times
1: Shudder just has a really good selection.
0: Yeah, Tubi right now is actually really good. It's free and there's a lot of old 80s horror movies on there. I've been watching lately because, you know, just they're there. So check them out uh, if you're bored and you know, whatever. They have a lot of different movies, not just horror, or Godzilla related. So check them all out. It's a lot of fun. It
1: is a lot of fun. We, I mean, for a while we were, we we didn't have, uh, cable.
0: Yeah. We, basic we, necessities at you, that point. Well,
1: yeah, we we were we had gotten the Roku as a gift. This was probably what ten years ago, mm. and we were realizing that we were paying for cable and we weren't ever watching it at all. So we cut the cord, and for a while we kept it, but, you know, off, but then when they came out with, like, the NFL Red Zone and the NFL Network, and they started airing certain games on that, we we jumped back in to get the sports channels. But, I mean, I enjoy the Roku now that all the TVs are smart TVs, and, like, we just got that new Blu-ray player, which is just like having a Roku.
0: Yeah, I haven't even really played around with it, but it's got, like, all the options for apps and stuff. Bells so.
1: and whistles yeah. and...
0: But that was one of the things. Is like I actually took the Blu-ray we had upstairs, brought it downstairs, and actually plugged it into the you know the modem and it updated and actually now plays some of the older DVDs. But the thing about the new one is it's just lightning fast. Everything. It's like
1: it and it, and it has like um, I don't know what it what it's called, but it can take your DVDs because I have we have a lot of older DVDs. And it'll update the picture and sound quality.
0: Adjust the quality. Yeah, of it. it's
1: it's a pretty sweet DVD, Blu-ray player, and it was not expensive at all. And we're like, you know, we do use the Blu-ray. I know a lot of people don't keep DVDs anymore, but we have a full cabinet filled with...
0: And plus, the one of the things was, with their old DVD player, since it was so outdated, it didn't have Wi-Fi cap- capabilities like the new one does, so now... A new one if it needs to update anything, it'll automatically update, Another, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a good part. Um, so today we got a few different topics. Uh, one of them, of course, two different things that tie into uh, certain artists and their dark history. So we'll get into that. Uh, a little bit of gaming news. Uh, this is board gaming news, board much, gaming news, yeah. Something that people normally don't talk about these days. Uh, stuff dealing with um concert tickets stuff like that and also just more coronavirus crap as well as a lot of new music uh diabolic new stuff from them necromorbid uh seeds of a bliss that really mysterious band from uh israel or over there in the middle east i know them Um uh, necro death metal church we played their cover last episode uh that they did of uh ram jam uh the whole disc that they released wasn't like super new material apparently it was like a bunch of B-sides and stuff they never made that's kind of cool but uh, it has some good tracks on it so I'll be playing one of those and of course some other new stuff for you Uh, speaking of new stuff we're going to get to the first block and it's brand new Redwood Hill Night Hill This is Pamela from Up to Desk
4: and
1: you're listening to Metal Tavern Radio.
0: Alright, DJ Lewis and DJ Neko back with you. Metal, Metal radio Tavern podcast.
1: Radio Podcast. So. Maybe we should make like a little, uh, little liner type thing. Metal Tavern Radio Podcast. do 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 <laughs>
0: No? Do, do, do. No, we have one already. It's the intro. Oh, okay. I
1: like the do do do
0: do do Yeah, of course you do. Uh, so, over the years, and going way back, um, there's always been complaints about Ticketmaster and how they do business.
1: I mean, look at back when Eddie Vedder, like, sued them.
0: That was one of the things I was going to point to. It like, it's not just an issue between them and the fans and clients it's also the artists themselves end up having issues with them as well because of how much money they take from the artists when they do this shit but apparently recently Ticketmaster's been trying to be all kinds of sneaky because of the coronavirus and the effects of it so initially when it came to refunds it was refunds are available if your event is postponed rescheduled or canceled But they secretly changed it to refunds. They changed their terms and conditions without
1: saying, which technically people do that all the time, and they'll say, "Hey, we've updated our terms and conditions." And what do you do? Just delete that email. But they sneakily did it this time, and they knew that people like we have several concerts that are postponed till next year or September or whenever, and we're gonna go. But like Maryland Death Fest. It's not through Ticketmaster, I don't think. It's through Eventbrite or something right. else. But, like, if Ticketmaster were doing that, that's, like, $500. And yeah. if we weren't sure if we'd be able to do it...
0: Well, that's the thing. You you know, okay, we're going into 2021, but let's say, for instance, it was through Ticketmaster. Well, there's a lot of people from Europe and everything else, even people we know coming over. you got to worry about flights, and you got to worry about whether or not you can make it due to work obligations. All this other stuff, so...
1: Yeah, our friends, our friends are like, we would prefer it to be postponed a year, just because we don't know what's going to happen, and we've already like arranged the time off. So for us to try and to arrange more flights and more, and that's all the bands are going through that
0: too. But but it's so problematic because you know, let's say, you know, okay, I want to wait till next year, but then what happens is. I get sick or I can't make it. Well, you have no choice now because even though the show is still going to go on, if you can't make it for whatever reason, you can't do anything except for maybe sell it to someone else. But that's not always a guarantee either. So it's really kind of shady business that Ticketmaster is trying to do with this stuff. And it's really not fair. Like, I, I really... This is, like, just so... I'm professional and everything else. I just, I really hate this kind of shit. Uh, Ticketmaster probably gonna make an excuse that, like, they'd probably go bankrupt if they had to do that. But I don't think, I think most of the concerts that we've, we are expecting to go to Devon or whatever is actually done through different sources. So, I can't imagine, and those shows are still going to go on. So I can't imagine that Ticketmaster would really lose that much.
1: I mean, they literally—some people have take took image captures on Ticketmaster's website like a couple of days ago, and it said, "It says refunds are available if your event is postponed, rescheduled, or canceled." Like they have that on an image, and then when you go and look at it today, and it's like only if it's canceled. It's just, <sighs>
0: yeah, I... I you know, it's just crazy, like. I don't know, um, and it pretty much put the onus, as you said, on other uh, events that are being run by those uh, particular organizations. So MDF, if they wanted to cancel, it'd be their responsibility to give the refunds back to the people. But uh,
1: I mean, and I get it too. But um, the the curators, I guess, of MDF, they were saying, like, you know give us some time, see if you can still make it, but we understand if you're not going to be able to do it and reach out to us about a, a credit or a refund or see if we can get get the tickets to somebody else. You know, they're trying to work with people, but they also said, you know, we're a small business and we need to make sure that everybody is getting paid, just like all the artists and everything. So they said, please don't everybody try to, like, cancel on us immediately and then say, and then... Say, a couple months down the road, you're going to rebuy the tickets. Just give us a few months to get yeah. all of our ducks in a row, please. The only
0: issues with MDF at this point, for me, is while I expect a couple bands not to be able to live up to being there because things just change. Like They may have studio time uh, set aside for whatever they're doing or other projects are involved that have to take precedence over this particular tour or a show,
1: but
0: mm-hmm. uh, but if like over half of the bands start dropping out at MDF next year, because this one's going to be really loaded with a lot of great yeah, stuff. Yeah, and they and said on. that
1: they've been able to retain at least 90% of the bands, and, and that's, that's why good. they waited a year to do it instead of try to force it in. And they
0: probably were doing that. They were probably checking with everybody to see if they can get away with this, which would be good. And that's really f- a good foresight on their part to take advantage of that and do that. So hopefully it all goes well next year without any hitches.
1: And I'm really bummed out. You know, last year we chose not to go um, because we didn't have a lot of people we know who were going. And we weren't, like, super excited. It was just like, eh, we, we would have gone if I was home. But I, I chose to take a job, so I was away anyway. And it's like, oh, two years in a row, no MDF. This is, like, awful. We It's it's unheard of for us. and But... Fuck (laughs) (laughs) Ticketmaster. Fuck them. Fuck them.
0: Alright, into our next block of music. New stuff from Diabolic, Necromorbid, and I really enjoyed Sadistic Visions album, so check it out. We'll be back right after this. Isaac Goldsmith. Is
1: from Exhortation. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. All right, DJ Nico,
0: DJ Anubis, back with your Metal Tavern Radio podcast. New episode of Hordes of Chaos. So the other day, I'm uh, just sitting there, mind my own business.
1: And- <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. I always blow your mind. <laughs>
0: Yeah, she's ruined a few things in life for me. Now, granted, I'm not, like, the biggest Beatles fan. I do enjoy a lot of their work. Still enjoy a lot of their but work. But, see,
1: I am a big fan, and and I always have been. But th- this just had to, it kind of ties into some other things we're getting ready to talk about, too. But it, it the Beatles are highly revered, you know, like... Everybody, The Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles, the Beatles, their solo work, everybody is all about the Beatles. And I know a couple of weeks ago we talked about George Harrison and the lawsuit uh, for My Sweet Lord. And, you know, it's always interesting when something kind of comes up with a Beatle. Now, this is not really known or made into mainstream news, but John Lennon was kind of a terrible person like overall and he's even admitted it himself and said like he he's a violent person and that's why he always used to talk about peace and he's been you know he said you know i i used to have such a violent streak um he used to he he said he was saying he used to be cruel to his first wife, and, like, his first son said that Paul McCartney was more of a father to him than John Lennon was. Um, so what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, when you brought it up, I was very unaware of that, that past, like, you know, I never dove into... Lennon's lyrics that deeply or even knew of any of that stuff like even just in passing with all the when people speak of John Lennon they're always speaking very highly of him and you know of course his death and how unfortunate that was but
1: yeah they had that big protest with with Yoko like sit in for for peace and
0: yeah I mean and reading up on it like apparently he was like basically admitting that he had all this problem but then he had grown out of it and learned to regret it and all this other stuff but you know in today's movement with me too and everything else it's like you know should we be given a pass to this the things that this guy did like you know, it's one of those things where people are gonna say, "Well, you know, he changed himself for the better," but he actually never answered for any of that because you know they weren't paying attention to that kind of shit back then. You know, if you were to put John Lennon as a star today, he'd probably be in jail or some shit because you know the way things are now, if you're if you're abusing women, you're gonna be ripped apart in the media for it, and you know it, it has a backlash. Like it would, you know, think if the Beatles were running today. As a modern band, it would just be devastating that kind of that kind of news. And
1: it was easier, like I, I think too, to kind of sweep this stuff under the rug because it wasn't. I mean, it is a different time. I'm not saying that all men were wife beaters back then, but like women were not given as much respect back in the in the '60s and '70s as as we are now. And he he had some serious psychological problems and was very addicted to drugs for for the last few years of him working with the Beatles like paul mccartney had to basically drag his ass to do work and he hardly i mean he did a little bit of writing um according to some of the historians he he would he'd get there but he was always like just just high and i'm sure the rest of the beatles were pretty bad too at, at some point but like he was to the point where he was actually hurting the band, and that that is part of what the downfall was, is they just couldn't work together or work with him the way he wanted to be anymore.
0: Yeah, apparently you know, one of his sons, Julian, was... That's just
1: from his first wife, Cynthia.
0: Yeah, was not very pleased with John, and he really saw John as a hypocrite in mm-hmm. that manner because he would always speak about this and that, but apparently, apparently the family... As a whole, never really uh, found peace. Like, it, it was still apparently an, a major issue for him as a kid. And now, you know, the article writer for the Daily Californian who brings this up as of April 13th, you know, saying, How can we love a man who caused so much harm? Well, that's true. Like, we need to make sure that, same with Jackson. Uh, we're going to get to R. Kelly in a minute, who's not in the rock or metal scene, but it's an important issue that needs to be discussed. Uh, you had these people who were so revered musically
1: mhm i mean cynthia his first wife has basically said he's he was pretty much absent during julian's early childhood and then he dropped out of his son's life after he met yoko ono who he cheated on to while he was still married to cynthia and um Lennon severely emotionally abused his son on several occasions, berating him and screaming at him until the boy was reduced to tears. And, I mean, i we're hearing just... He's gone now, so we're only hearing the side that is from the survivors. But clearly, um, one story that Julian shares is once he giggled and Lennon screamed at him saying, I hate the way you fucking laugh. (laughs) So, I mean... He's He said that, and then, I like I said before, that Paul McCartney was more of a father to him than his real father was, and, he, you know, John Lennon dropped out of Julian's life for years, and they reconnected later in life when um, Lennon was getting better, and, you know, he wasn't so much on drugs, but another thing they always say is, uh, John Lennon, you know, the stories that you hear about John Lennon, a lot of it, he kind of made up himself. Like, he, they said he was pr- a pathological liar, embellishing things. Kind of reminds you of uh, Vanilla Ice when he, he was pretending that he was from the hood, but he was, like, in an upper-middle-class white neighborhood. Know. But yeah, John Lennon kind of, he would he would rewrite his life to suit what was, you know, he he said he came from a working class family from Liverpool before he, he met the Beatles, but he was raised in a very comfortable middle-class home. He denied being married even while he, they were just coming up, even though he was actually married to Cynthia. Um, he said he met Yoko Ono at an art show, and their love blossomed spontaneously, but, in fact, Yoko Ono had stalked him for months before he gave in to her advances. She's fucking crazy, anyway. She
2: is crazy there. Crazy
1: needs crazy, I guess. Um, so, it's just really interesting to see how, uh, you know, another claim, I I don't know who actually is claiming this, or if they're just, like, pulling quotes from old Beatles and music producers, but they said the most controversial thing about John Lennon too, like, besides being a wife beater, besides being a terrible father, he really was kind of talentless. Like, he did do some writing, but a lot of the stuff came from the other Beatles, and somehow... John Lennon's name got attached to most things just because he would do a lot of the lyric writing and he'd just, like, kind of get his name. Um, it was mostly...
0: He just pissed off a shit ton of John Lennon <laughs> I know.
1: In fact, it was mostly Paul McCartney and George Harrison, at least, you know, in the later albums, that did most of the work. Because, as we said earlier, like... For the last three years of the Beatles, John Lennon was just fucking strung out on heroin and putting in, like, the bare minimum to come to work. Bare minimum, Bare minimum. I mean...
0: Well, and that's one thing the article talks about. is like, you know, how do you defend someone while still loving the art? And some people, when they defend Michael Jackson or whatever, they say, well, you gotta separate... Same with Varg. mm -hmm. You gotta separate the artist from the art. Well... That's true to a point. However, uh, you know, with guys like Lennon and, and Jackson, you know, they're both passed away and gone, so whatever money is made doesn't go to them specifically. But guys like Varg, who spent time in prison for murder and everything else, uh, buying his releases still gives him money. Now, he has a right to uh, a life, a career like that, but. If, you di- if you're if you someone who disagrees with his actions and who he is as a person, then you're automatically putting money in his pocket, which I would disagree with. I don't want to buy his product. I, even if I appreciate his art as an artist, which I don't really care about birds and all that much, but if I did... I wouldn't go out of my way to buy the merchandise. So
1: I think part of it too, like you were saying, is John Lennon's past. So it's a little bit. You're like, okay, well, this is history. These are old songs. It's a little. But on on, on another hand, because like yeah, the songs are mostly about like drugs and they're bubblegummy and they're. You're kind of like okay, well, at least.
0: Well, I mean, Same thing
1: with Michael Jackson, the, the the songs are, like, happy, so when you start thinking of, like, Varg and, like, all the other, like, Nazi, you're like, oh, do I really? But it's hard as a person who appreciates music, you're like, I really, because I love the Beatles, I like a lot of John Lennon stuff, but, like, you start sitting there saying to yourself, this guy was, like, human garbage, basically, and didn't really get his shit together until right before he got shot. Which is really sad and ironic at the same time, but do you really want like to support something like that? And as you were well, saying, well, for me,
0: if if they released like a Beatles Greatest Hits right now and it was like remastered and it was really clean and everything else, I would buy it because I know that the guy's not even around, so whatever. Compensation comes from that goes to his estate, yeah, right, his wife and the kids or whatever, whoever's got ownership of that stuff. So there's no confliction of interest there for him because he's actually. I gone. think
1: Michael Jackson owns like a, a portion of the Beatles catalog too, so <laughs> it would go to Michael Jackson's estate.
0: But this all kind of ties into the new season of uh, Surviving R. Kelly Part Two, which, if you don't know, R. Kelly is a hip hop uh, R and B artist. He's he
1: also is. We were as we were seeing. He's a big writer for other artists. A lot, <laughs> a lot of other artists, like even Lady Gaga, like big popular artists out there. And um, the biggest thing for Anubis and I is because we both really used to like the artist Aaliyah before she tragically passed away I
0: still like Aaliyah I still
1: like her too but I mean like she could have done so much more with her life and she just died so young
0: right
1: um and it was a plane crash it wasn't even like she it wasn't nothing
0: nefarious it wasn't like she was out there like being
1: crazy and you know overdosed or something it was a a private plane crash which is really sad she had become
0: a big star she had done some movies one with Jet Li um also uh Queen of the Dam Queen of the Dam which is very good stuff uh she was very, very talented, but she is really kind of like...
1: She was his pet project
0: first. Well, I mean, when it comes to the issue with R. Kelly, you know, like today I had someone, a friend of mine who's a good friend, tell me that, you know, how do you know that he really does all these things? Is there really any proof So Well, the only proof you really need, that, and there's plenty out there that, you know, you and I will talk about, but... When he married Aaliyah, she was underage and they forged right they
1: forged documents to show that she was eighteen, but she was really only fifteen
0: right, so that's proof right there that there's a problem and there's and then it's just that a amount amount of another other stuff that's there videos uh just what's going on like these girls that end up staying with Kelly and his estate and in the hotels they're all underage at the time they get there they're all older now, most of them. But when they finally first go hang with this guy, they just drop from their families. Yeah, they're like
1: 15, 16. R. Kelly kind of promises, oh, you're such a good singer. Even that one girl, um, oh, God, I forgot her name. The one that finally, in the end, kind of. Yeah. Uh, she was singing with Aaliyah, like as backup and toured with Aaliyah. So yeah. R. Kelly promises all these women, he's going to groom them, but he's really grooming them to be his little sex slaves, basically. Yeah, I
0: know people like to go back into R. Kelly's childhood about his own abuse, uh, molesting from his parents or whatever or whoever it, it was, was. It
1: was family, I think it was R- an uncle or an something. Uncle.
0: And I mean that's all bad, that's all, it sure it has its effect on it, but I'm always a big uh, proponent of you have to change your own ways you can't allow stuff like that to dictate your life and the problem with i have with r kelly is that just despite the countless times that he's been pulled in the court and called out on this stuff he just doesn't change his ways. he'll be in jail and still get girls that are coming to him trying to you know hook up with them and they're all underage he has no problem stopping he just feels that he's above the law
1: well, remember when he in 2008 when he was on trial, they had people coming, fans, and somehow this young girl, only 15, she totally was a believer and she ended up being one of his little sex slaves. She met him at a trial for was it the underage pornography?
0: The video, yeah, yeah, because he
1: was. They found a video of him having sex with a fourteen-year-old, and they were able to. I don't know how it got thrown out, but they they he just he didn't go to jail for that, even though they said I know that there was so much evidence saying that I know that well, the. Well, one was... of the
0: reasons was they actually ended up pulling more videotapes from his house when they went to arrest him on that charge, mm-hmm. but because it was an illegal seizure and they didn't have a warrant, they, mm. the judge threw it out. And and the problem is he's been skating by with like little things like this here and there, but there's so many warning signs about what's going on there. Families are trying to get their you know, even just to have a face to face with their daughters, they have or to contact. actually contact they have to stalk them and hunt them down for this because their kids are not you know, their kids might say on the phone to them. I'm okay, leave me alone. But and the now brothers, they're adults.
1: Like, they have been right. with R. Kelly for years. So now they're adults, so they're allowed to do whatever they want. But the parents and the family are really concerned.
0: And then you have, of course, his brothers and every, all this other stuff that plays a part. And it's like, it's just... Well, he was trying to blame his brother, remember? Right. He was
1: blaming his younger brother. He asked his
0: brother to, to take blame for something. And his mm-hmm. brother's like, I'm not having it. So there's just so much crap there that's ridiculous. And it, it's just sad because the worst part of all this isn't just R. Kelly. It's the system itself that's allowing this to happen. But
1: R. Kelly has so many supporters, even people that he, that worked with him as uh, assistants and, and production managers and general managers, They're the, those two sisters. They said that all these women that are coming out of the woodwork they were like, we've never seen these women ever in our life. The only one that they ever said that they actually had seen was the one woman in the uh, the video of the 14-year-old. Um,
0: and that's problematic, too, because but that,
1: yeah, what they, she yeah. says,
0: she literally said, well, yeah, I recognize a girl, but to me that looks like consensual sex. Now, the problem is... She's 14. Right. You
1: can't consent.
0: Right. So, she doesn't, the, the woman didn't understand this, and this is a grown white woman, so... Clearly there's some problems there with that her and her sister when it comes to defending R. Kelly and some of this shit, but uh it's it's a mess. Like and I don't he's currently sitting in there right now, but you know, he's waiting his trial, I guess, for this stuff. He has like twenty one counts, felony accounts counts against him, I guess, right now. There's like four women who mm-hmm. are coming forward.
1: There and there are several women who, um They at one point Settled with R. Kelly from being abused. They all settled outside of court, but then they had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Well, then the... um, Oh, I forgot the woman. I'm terrible. The the prosecutor. She came out and she said, even if you settled, please come forward. And they all did and said, we settled, but...
0: Yeah, a lot of them are breaking... Their disclosures with the risk of going to jail for it, but uh, they felt it was important enough to do that, and that's the other thing that I tell people who try to defend it and saying there's no proof it's like if there's no proof, dude, I'm taking your ass to court and let you prove it to me there I'm not going to pay you a bunch of money to have you go away, and he's been doing that for a long, long time so
1: the problem and this this is where we get back to John Lennon or R Kelly or Michael Jackson or, or. R- whoever. <laughs> There are a lot of people who are famous and they're just awful people, but we still, we consume their product, whether it be movies, music, artwork, and you get to that point where it's like, I'm supporting this person financially, who's a terrible person, and does, is that what, is that what we want? Or can you separate the work that the person produces from the actual terrible person, and it's hard because not only does this affect R. Kelly himself, but it affects, you know, like thirty other artists that he wrote and produced songs for. Are you? Is it supposed to be just like we just erase that from history? It's a bit of
0: a conundrum. I'm I'm a big supporter of. You know, if you're gonna play R. Kelly on the radio, go ahead and do it. Um, he's still alive, so in terms of like buying his product, I wouldn't do it. Um, but I'm not against like people still enjoying the music. There, you know, that's the thing. There is a bit of a separation now with R. Kelly. They say it's a little bit different because maybe with Lennon too, because of the lyrical content, and that's a big reminder to some of these victims of the stuff that goes on. But as long as people aren't paying for his merchandise and his his music and giving him money to continue, you know, feeding him the finances part of it. I really don't have too much of a problem. I know that playing it on the radio and stuff like that, he gets, like, royalties from shit like that. You can't always avoid it. Maybe you can limit how much you play. I don't know. Uh, If the radio takes it off the the air, it doesn't really bother me personally, but it's just one of those things. You know, people are going to be different about however they approach this but as much as of a uh, acts of grind with some of the me too stuff that's out there and some of the false claims between weinstein and fucking r kelly i think it's all legit it, it, there's just too much history with both of those guys well that... there's too
1: much evidence that's out there but because of technicalities it just never flew and for me too like hey me too
0: <laughs> me too
1: We also have gotten into disagreements with other fellow metalheads when we're talking about the, uh, the Nazi stuff and where it's like, I don't even really know of an artist that I'm, like, super supportive of who has Nazi lyrics, but for me, I'm like, well, freedom of speech, it's a shitty thing to do, but it's a song, like, so, I, I, I'm just, I'm stuck. Like, I can't make a decision well, yeah, one way or another. I, I'm like, this is, again, freedom of speech, but then...
0: Well, as a consumer, you have the right to choose what you want to hear. So, I'm, I'm a big person of like, it doesn't matter if you're a shitty human being and you want to write about it. I will, I will support the fact that you want to do that. Uh, but I can choose not to listen to mm,
1: it. You can, and that's the important... We're adults.
0: Because if you start going down the road where you're telling people a certain artists that they can't do this or that, no matter what it is, the next thing we're going to move on to, well, do we uh, censor black metal because it's anti-religious? Um, do we censor death metal because it's so over-atop gory and everything else? Mm. It, it, it's just a really slippery slope when it comes to, like, freedom, artistic freedom in general so you have to be careful where you want to go with that um, at the end of the day you're the one that's in charge of what you're listening to, you're the one that's in charge of what you're buying as far as a product and if you're not doing the research and all this other stuff then that's on you like,
1: I know everybody's like oh for the kids, for the kids well you're the parent make sure you explain to the children, okay you want to listen to black metal you want to listen to r kelly why don't you you got the internet do some research and see what r kelly's been up to do some research and see what these lyrics mean to you and you are gonna have to be the parent and tell the kid like this is what this means and you know you can't you can't just say we have to censor everything because it's bad because then again we're going to hit that wall and we're going to be going down a slippery slope but we're adults we have we have the freedom to listen to what we want but you just have to kind of
0: you yeah, know, yeah. weigh your options yeah you got to make sure you're doing the research and you know it's fine if you want to protest against such bands i have no problem with that that's another cuz that's also that you you're have. right if yeah. you
1: you can listen to it or you cannot listen to it you can say i won't support this there are things that you know get my blood boiling like i was earlier about the seal hunt getting all emotional over it so but yeah we've been kind of talking about this this week a lot and you know i'm not the
0: the lennon thing kind of just you know tied in with everything that we were watching and it's like it you know it's that stuff that you just wouldn't know because most of the shit that you hear about lennon is all positive stuff so it's funny because if, you know, I know some people will do it, people will say, well, John Lennon was white. You know, R. Kelly's black, so that's probably why you don't hear much about it. Well, that.
1: I also think, too, um, uh, because nowadays we've got Twitter, we've got Facebook, we've got the Internet, and everything is like instantaneous news. Back then, it wasn't like that. You know, the minute that someone would make a comment like that about John Lennon, and it was now, like, as you're saying, if it was a modern band, that would be right up there. Be like, John Lennon, oh, he abandoned his son. He's a piece of shit. And, like, it would be out there immediately. It it kind of, it was easier to sweep things under the rug.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, it was a lot different back in the day.
0: All right. Time to dive back into some music. Yeah, i uh, was a good made discussion. That would you all depressed. <laughs> Uh, in this block, I got some new stuff from Seeds of a Bliss, Martle Gang, but we're gonna kick off some classic Akrokaki. Akrokaki. smell my hair. Pull my finger, no.
1: I got this really cool new shampoo and Anubis won't smell my hair.
0: I just smelled it the other day. Like, how many times I in the smell? It.
1: It's amazing. DJ Neko!
0: Yeah. It's DJ Neko, <laughs> right. Getting ready to head into our rock block. Uh, got Neko's Pick of the Week coming up. Should be a lot of fun. I uh, have some information tied to that.
1: Yeah, it's a special pick. It's not this pick is one of my favorite bands and favorite songs from this band, but it initially was not going to be this week's pick until we saw this.
0: Yeah, so we'll have that. Um, also got a couple of tracks from uh, Angel PR to throw in there with you, at the Rock Block and uh, some other new stuff for you. Kicking it off with a band called Rejection, A New Age of Insanity. If a racing fan want to be a part of a winning team, then contact Carmichael Racing. Carmichael Racing is currently looking for sponsors for the upcoming champ and flat cart season. You could be a part of a long tradition of racing as Paul and Rhea L. race to the finish line at Mardella Speedway at Diamondhead Arena in Vilsburg, PA, March 13-15, the 2020. They will also be racing at Hunter's Speedway and Capital City Speedway in Ashland, Virginia. Racing runs deep in the blood at Carmichael Racing. And they are looking to gain sponsors for a new upcoming season. If interested, you can contact them at 443-202-3016. That's 443-202-3016. You can also find them on Facebook at SRChamp36. Carmichael Racing. Together you can soar as the engines roll. DJ Nubis.
1: And DJ Necco.
0: Back with you now on the Metal Time Radio Podcast in the middle of our rock block. So. So.
1: I came across this video of the Heller family who live in Maple Valley, Washington. And because they have a large family, and because they're bored as hell like everyone who is sitting in quarantine, they decided to do something... Fucking awesome. They decided to recreate Journey's Separate Ways video, and it's almost exact, shot for shot. And the costumes, like the shirts are the same. One of the sons. So
0: the are I know, same.
1: one of the sons with the one playing the keyboards. He's like doing it up on the wall, just like in the video. So we watched that earlier, and I had a different song for my pick of the week, but I changed it to this because. I love Journey, and I love this song so much. But after watching that, it kind of inspired me for my pick of the week. So if you go on the Google machine and type in The Heller Family and Journey Separate Ways, you can watch the shot for shot, side by side.
0: I think Vimeo has it. Yeah,
1: it's hysterical. I... Like, they paid attention to little details, even in their zooming in and zooming out in their production. And I think it's the dad who who is doing, like, all the lead singing, and he's trying Steve Perry, yeah, yeah. he's trying to copy Steve Perry's faces and his arms and his throwing his hips. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I don't know how long it took him to do this, because, like, I was telling NECA, uh, like, for me to try to do this would be so fun, but I'd be laughing so hard because... They're serious throughout all of it. Like, mm-hmm. It's like they've each character is the same seriousness as the video itself. So, even the young girl who's portraying the model, <laughs> and, you know, it's just it's she does the
1: walk right, and she has a serious walk face. Right,
0: so it's great. So it's something to check out. And you know, this is the thing about quarantine is it brings families together, and they' pretty clever and uh, creative to come and do this. So and Check it, it out. I
1: mean, it's adorable. So. Without further ado, this week, my pick of the week is Journey, Separate Ways. Audio Jump. Attention, please.
4: Be prepared for a musical
2: transformation that you've never felt before. moment, Audio jump. we will bring you on a journey, like there's no tomorrow, and we will break new ground.
3: Audio jump.
2: Hailing from the land, below the wind,
3: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one,
2: zero. Ladies and gentlemen, who you jump? Let's welcome
1: DJ Necco's Pick of the Week.
4: Do remember the first time you found out about blowjobs? Do you remember that day? It should be a different day than the first day you gave a blowjob. I hope those were vastly different days for you. Hope you had a lot of time to process that information. I know I needed it. I was, um, the day I found out about blowjobs, well, it was a pivotal day of my life. It was, um, I remember the date actually. It was September 11th, 2001, and I don't know what else happened. <laughs> That day. <laughs> Devastated. I couldn't understand it. At first, I go, blow job, blow. Do you blow on it? Remember that? Remember for a couple seconds, you go, do you blow it? Ugh. <laughs> you wish. You wish that's all you had to do to it. Oh, that'd be a cakewalk. <laughs> it's much more invasive than that. Um, blowing on it oh no i didn't i couldn't believe you have to like suck it you have to like french a dick (laughs) i thought i could maybe like like peck it but you gotta french it all I knew about penises at this point in my life were that they were these noodly things that hung between a guy's legs, they pee from them, and you shouldn't look at your cousin JD's when you guys are getting changed to go swimming. Like, that's all the information I had about penises. And now, what's gonna go in my mouth? Okay, I knew that sex was a thing, a penis would go in my vagina someday, but that was, it's my vagina. Like, I don't have taste buds down there or whatever. Like, stick whatever you want down there. I can't taste it, okay? So I was like, who cares about my vagina? But my mouth, that's where candy goes. Like, I can't believe you would put a dick there. I was devastated. And you, like, you kind of go, maybe I don't have to do it. Maybe it's something that not every girl does. And then you realize it's kind of your destiny as a woman. Like, you're going to do it. You know what I realized, you have to do it, is when I found out it was one of the bases. Because I, I knew home plate was sex, and if I ever wanted to have sex because I wanted to, I don't know, make a family someday, I was going to have to... You can't skip a base. If you want kids, you're going to have to suck some dicks on the way to those kids. That's the last thing my kids want me doing. I, I, sex, sex made sense because it makes, it makes kids... What do blowjobs make, you know? And then you find out, careers. And it's like, okay, I do want one of those. I would like to have one of those. I got one. <laughs> you accept it. You're just like, okay, I'll do that someday. I not today, but it's gonna happen. I, I I accepted it the same way I kind of accept death. I feel like, you know, when you find out about dying, you're like, oh no, I don't want to die. And it's like, sorry, you have to, you were born so someday you have to suck a dick and die. Like those are kind of the touchstones of a woman's life. You might get to vote and go to college somewhere in there, but then it's back to sucking dicks and grave time. And then more information about blowjobs trickles in. Like, okay, if you do a good job at it, you're rewarded at the end with a liquid substance. Hold on, before the liquid, you'll you will you'll know it's about to come because he's gonna turn into a demon for a couple seconds. Sorry. Yeah, that's a key part of this whole thing. He's gonna shape shift. Um, <laughs> No one warned me about that. I'm here to, if someone hasn't had sex before, I'm here to tell you before he comes, about five seconds before he comes, he turns, every man turns into Vincent D'Onofrio's character in Men in Black. You know, the... That's, every man is on his way to that. I don't know. It's like a a roach crawling out of your eye. Just...
0: Alright, Nikki Glaser from her comedy special on Netflix, Bangin'. Good clip there. DJ Anubis. DJ Neko. Back with you. We just finished up our rock block. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Now we're going to talk a little bit about games.
1: Yes, so... Believe it or not, you know, we are kind of old, but we enjoy our board games. So I guess, like, when we're old and retired, it won't be a big deal because we already like playing board games. We're not much card players, but board games we like. And we really like Trivial Pursuit. I love... I love trivia. I love things like that, but...
0: don't you only have, like, an 80s edition or We do. We like
1: have... In, in like, one of the little uh, pieces is a Trapper Keeper, and one is a Care Bear. I love it. I... The only one for me that's hard, really hard for the 80s, because I was a, a young kid in the 80s, is the political one, because it'll ask things, and I'm like, shit, I don't remember that, or, you know, it, it might have, like, just stuck in my head for a second. But it's cool. Like, they ask movie questions, et cetera.
0: Yeah, I, I find that, like, I love Trivial Pursuit, and I'm not the best at it, like, the general one, but, like, when you start going into music or... In this case, horror has a horror edition coming out. Yeah, Trivial
1: Pursuit, the horror edition. It has... um, Ultimate
0: edition, I should put it as. Um,
1: Horror Ultimate Edition. Right. 600 questions about horror movies.
0: And the funny thing is, like, they had some, like, test, you know, examples. And I'm like, man, I still would struggle with it a little bit. But some of it, I'm like, boom, I know right away. So I was... It's just one of those genres and topics that I really like, and I, would, you know, apparently the categories are like gore and disturbing, psychological, killer, monster, comedy, and paranormal. So those are all right up our alley in that term. So it'd be a lot of fun to to play that game. And
1: hey, true or false? The first five Godzilla films were filmed in black and white.
0: False. false. But uh, that's the kind of stuff you would get. So it's great. If you can uh, get that. I think the Ultimate Edition comes out in the fall. So there's already another edition out there. So maybe that's something we should think about getting at some point, And then get the Ultimate when it comes out as well. But uh, yeah, so I it, like
1: the little pieces. You've got a straight jacket. You've got a hand coming out like Evil Dead style. You've got a creepy doll head,
0: cleaver a, a cleaver.
1: A You've got um, the goat head. And what is this? It looks like that puzzle box, doesn't it?
0: Looks like an ammo box or something. Yeah. Like that,
1: so it looks really awesome. And we oh look look at the board. It has like chalk marks and feathers and like um sig- sigils. Am I saying that wrong? Sigils. Sigils.
0: Yeah, yeah it's got like Bones. the glyphs and all that kind of stuff, so it's very unique.
1: Look, the hand. That I think that's a puzzle box, maybe? I don't know.
0: I'm not sure. But it's interesting.
1: So, it's really neat, and...
0: Yeah, they put some thought behind it. I mean, maybe we should color. play
1: Trivial Pursuit tonight so you can lose.
0: Yeah, no, I don't... Get this one, we'll go, but... <laughs>
1: we actually also I I found in a thrift store because I really love going to thrift stores um, fun fact about DJ Neko I have a vintage collection of Tupperware we actually use it but I I always am on the lookout for the old Tupperware like in the harvest gold or the weird colors and stuff Um, but I found a working electronic talking battleship from the 70s
0: and i totally own her ass.
1: <laughs> Battleship armed.
0: Scrabble, own her ass. Oh, bullshit.
1: <laughs> that is some bullshit.
0: I did not get a reaction out of that one. He,
1: when we play Scrabble, he'll quit. I'm like, ah, oh, that's five, six, seven, double word,
0: plus you, triple... You have, you have to understand. like she, She's fucking, like, merciless. Merciless. Like first fucking roll she's like oh 150 points I'm like done I used gotta all, quit I
1: used all seven letters it's a double word right there and then I went over into like double letters so I mean
0: yeah she's brutal dude it's fucking ridiculous
1: um that's the idea I'm really really good at Scrabble so I, I think
0: she makes shit up um
1: myself. you you've <laughs> double checked me before too and
0: I double check you all the fucking <laughs> He's time getting it open in the that's not a word a y- no way y- oh
1: yeah it is a word
0: Motherfucker. Yeah, so it's it's pretty brutal.
1: I mean, we enjoy board games and I think um I think this would be a nice collection. We have this ongoing game of Risk. We haven't played that in a long time. But Risk... At one,
0: yeah, at one point we had actually marked down... That's what we did. We wrote it
1: on a piece of paper. Where
0: everything was. And we're like, we'll get back we'll to it. We'll get
1: back to it.
0: It's like the never-ending game. Well,
1: I mean, Risk is a never-ending game, it feels like. It's like, okay, so like you take, you get to roll, and then you can make a move, and then you can attack if you want, and then you can... The other person gets to do... I'm like, Jesus Christ, we're going to be playing this game until we're 100.
0: Yeah, it's It's crazy. But for all you board game fans, you know, it's something to consider. And
1: anyone who likes horror movies, because even if you're not into trivial pursuit, this... I mean, you see that. It's got, like... Even though Godzilla is not...
0: 1,800 questions.
1: Yeah. I mean, even though Godzilla is not horror, but you see the kind of, like, it goes from Godzilla to The Omen to, you know, Jason, Thrashers yeah. and stuff like that. Thrashers and Slashers. Right. So I feel like anybody who... Is really has seen horror movies and watch us get this and we know nothing and we're like
0: <sighs> well sometimes it's you know it's <laughs> i feel like i'm on a test like doing even truly but like i know what it is but if i haven't thought about it for a while or it's just it, it just escapes head, like,
1: your mind yeah, yeah i feel that
0: but uh i don't know i think we'd fare better with this i know i would um just because it's kind of like with regular trivial pursuit, is that there's certain categories I'm better at than others. And there's sometimes you surprise me with like the sports categories. i like, yeah, how the it. fuck does she know that?
1: Mean Joe Green.
0: Like, I think I got her. I'm like, yeah, I got you now. And she's like, Mean Joe Green. Like,
1: and you're like, how the fuck did you know that? <laughs>
0: right.
1: <laughs> you weren't even born yet. Right. It's iconic.
0: Uh, so yeah. That's something to consider for all you board game fans out there. Just thought we'd pass that along. It'll be out fall. this
1: fall, 2020,
0: so. Enjoy. All right, next block of music. New stuff from uh, NecroDeath and Metal Church, but we're going to kick it off with new stuff from Live Burial, Cemetery Fog. Very uh, fitting at this point. mm to take care of all your automotive needs and get in touch with Stauffer's Auto Service in Millersville, Maryland. Stauffer's takes care of all auto repairs, auto service, and great quality parts as well. Stauffer's is located at A328 Veterans Highway, Suite E in Millersville. Be sure to call and check out all their service specials related to your automotive needs. Stauffer's is a professional, friendly, and has highly qualified mechanics who do excellent work at prices that are fair and much better than what you will find in other automotive places. So call 410-729-0121. That's 410-729-0121. And tell them the newsman and his trusty sidekick, Neko, sent you Alright, DJ Neko. DJ Neko. Middleton Radio Podcast. New episode of Hordes of Chaos.
1: The Hordes of Chaos.
0: The Hordes of Chaos.
1: That would be me. The Whore of Chaos.
0: <laughs> is that something you really want to put out there?
1: I'm not really a whore. I'm your whore.
0: Yeah. God. She is my whore. My filthy whore. All right. Enough of that shit. Uh, Okay, so a little bit on the coronavirus since that's the big thing right now. Well, I mean... Watching fucking Space Godzilla whip some ass here. All this crazy shit. Um, So, apparently in Michigan the governor there, who happens to be Democratic, I think, uh, has been making some stronger quarantine rules regarding the people of Michigan and Basically, some of the examples are, you know, if you have two homes in Michigan, one's a vacation home, you're not allowed to travel from your regular home to that one, but if you have a vacation home in another state, you're okay to travel there and do that. It's, like, really weird. Uh, Some people think it's more of, like, political uh, posturing, because apparently the conservative people who are protesting today are mainly conservative and... uh, angry about it but the thing is like it's funny about the people that are you know the stills that i'm seeing in the videos that these conservatives are out there None of are wearing masks we're all right next to each other i'm like i can't feel sorry for you if you get sick and all this like just you know if you're angry about it i get it but being stupid about it makes no sense
1: yeah i we actually just had an order today in maryland if you go in public you need to wear a mask and My mom's like, oh, it's so stupid. What's it gonna do? It's stupid. I'm like, well, you know, the faster that we wear masks, the faster that the government will start wanting to ease us back into the normal life. So, I get, like, what you're saying. These super conservative people are like, oh, the government is going crazy. And, yeah, we do feel like we're going crazy. But what's better, going crazy to prevent, like, excessive infection, or... I i mean, it's one of those catch-22s, like, because it is damaging to a lot of people. A lot of people have lost jobs. A lot of people feel like their personal freedoms have been taken away. Um, you and I are kind of in a unique position because both of our jobs are deemed essential, so we both have been still working through this whole pandemic. But... I... and you... We both are very libertarian minds, so it's like I'm almost to the point where it's like I just wanna do anything just to get the fuck out of the house. If you tell me I have to wear a mask, I'll wear a fucking mask. If you tell me uh whatever. But hey,
0: like for you and I, like some people even though they're quarantined at home, are still going out and doing things. We're
1: quarantined. We have not left the house since right. March thirty first.
0: Right, so you know, me going back to work once you're gone, that's good. It gets me out a little bit, but I still have to be careful. And the thing is, around the world, like other countries that have seen their plateaus and, and you know, are going trying to go back to normal, they're having reinfections. So this thing doesn't just miraculously go away. It's like we still have to be cautious. I understand people want to be like, you know, getting back to work or doing normal things, but you have to be cautious about it and you still have to take precaution because right now we're still only in April and I, I, I honestly I don't think we're gonna be to the point where we can actually consider going back out to maybe end of May. Like, you know, we have to see what happens with the warmer weather and see what kind of We have that to has see on.
1: too, like
0: And you were saying that the uh the drug they were using for malaria has shown that it's not, it's really, not really reliable. reliable. So
1: yeah, so it's like, they're throwing things at it, but the, one of the most important things too that we've also seen, which I've always liked our governor a lot, and um, he has been ahead of this, and a lot of people like have said, oh, we, they shut down things too soon. They did. He did it because he saw what was happening in places who didn't shut down too soon. And he was really trying to, like, let people use their best judgment until he put in a stay-at-home order because people were not staying at home.
0: Well, or either that or they were throwing house parties with, like, 60 people. Yeah. Like, they just... No one's being, like... They weren't like, using their smart. common sense. Right.
1: So our gov- governor, what he said is he's like... We've got 10,000 capacity testing a day coming up in the next couple of weeks. He's, I want to test as many people as possible. We have 6,000 more um, beds coming for the hospitals. Like He's being as proactive as possible because he's watching what's happening in other countries and other, other states. And when you're saying these people are out there protesting with no masks and it's, you know, however many, 80, 90, 300 of them in front of the Capitol in Michigan, all that's doing is taking Michigan a step back. I hate being told that I have to stay home, but I do it because it's it's better for everyone right now. When do we know this is going to be over? We're going to, when we see the peak and then we see the decline. And I feel like the more that we fight back by doing stupid things like having a 60 person house party or I mean w- we even saw sad stories like a family and it was the it's the limitation is 10 people it was a family that met on Sundays to have dinner and it was 10 people and 5 of those people got the virus and died so even when you're following the rules
0: yeah it's just it, very risky like even when I go back to work or when even when she goes... She's she's quarantined herself much like the rest of the people that she works with to go on a ship. Now, that doesn't guarantee shit. Like, she, can, they can all get on that boat.
1: There could have been somebody who was supposed to be quarantined and they didn't listen. And maybe they went to the grocery store right. and maybe they got sick.
0: And because it doesn't always really show symptoms for some people, mm-hmm. like, you, they can get on the boat and then they can get infected, so...
1: I could have already had it. I was in Taiwan twice and Hong Kong twice. I mean... You don't know because we're not getting tested because we're not sick. Originally, for my work, we were trying to get get tests, and we are deemed an essential business, and we are, you know, part of my job is providing internet to the government and, you know, telecommunications across the world, so we put in to order tests and they're like yeah you're like in the back of the line so that's why the quarantine happened they wanted us to stay quarantined for 14 days because that's kind of been the proven timeline if you're 14 days and you don't break your quarantine you should be fine to get
0: yeah i think the the point was like something like the virus like if you're, if you're going to
1: get sick, you would have had it, and it would have passed by then.
0: Right. Like, it would show symptoms after 14 days. So, at this point, we know neither one of us are really getting the virus mm-hmm. or anything. Like because and I've
1: been really... Like, you saw, I broke out. I, I have really sensitive skin, and because I've washed my hands so much, I broke out an eczema all over my hands. I've been sterilizing all of our packages and our mail because we found out that um, two people ended up with with the virus in our local mail station in our post office, so we weren't even really getting mail for a while because they just were so overwhelmed, and there were so many people who couldn't pick up the slack or people just weren't going to work because they knew someone was sick but with this uh operation gridlock, it was right at the state capitol and i I'm looking at this picture they're like got arms around each other, stop it, big signs open. I feel like if you just listen for a little tiny while, it's going to be fine. Like, just listen. We were talking about this with, you know, many people. We're like, just just a short while. Just listen. Just be as safe as possible. Wear the masks. Now that's the new order. You know why? Because they want to start opening businesses. I mean... I- I don't I don't know what what a mask or a bandana or if that's not really gonna protect you but it'll stop you from touching your face right you know what I mean like you're not gonna touch your face when you have the bandana on so wear the mask if it makes people feel safer I know that there's more PPE coming in for all over the country for the nurses and doctors and we're really trying to stay ahead of this um the protest was organized by the Michigan Conservative Coalition and they feel like the governor's strategy is costing those same residents money. So they want, they in Michigan want to start opening up now and the government doesn't. Which I get because, you know.
0: Well, some of the other stuff is you got some of these pastors and preachers who are Making such claims that, you know, you need to open up so people can get back to church. Like, that's the other problem I have is that just because you have faith that things will work out and whatnot does not mean that that's actually what's going to happen. You are not an expert in that field. You have faith based on the philosophy. Well, you've heard
1: about the the pastor who died because right. he was holding, and then that, that, that church choir. And, and that's
0: the thing that's scary because we always talk about all these other cults and everything else where... They think that, oh, well, this is meant to be. Well, we're not all supposed to follow you <laughs> into death. Like, if you want to go out there and get yourself sick and die, feel free to do so. But it's not that no one else should be listening what you have to there say. Was a, there
1: was a church choir, and they adhered to social distancing. Like, they literally had six feet between each other. They said, it's not mandatory. If you don't feel safe, don't come. But if you want to come, we'll still have church choir practice. And I think about... I don't know, 60 of them came. They all spread out. They did social distancing. They did the church choir. And then, like, half of them ended up getting sick. Yeah. So, the big, for me, I I would like, when I go out on my job and I come back mid to end of May, that I see things kind of going back to, to normal a little bit. I mean, the idea of this protest was more that everybody was going to be in their car. But then you see all these people bouncing around outside of the Capitol. It's counterproductive. The the car thing's kind of genius. Get in your fucking car and then block the roads and and be a pain in the ass. That's hysterical. But if you're going to prove to the government that you are an idiot,
0: then... Get out of your car like you've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's just everyone's being stupid about it. Like, not even not just for people around like these people that are out of their cars and doing all this if you get sick and you take it home to your kids you're the only one to fucking blame at this point so i mean i get it that everybody's in this like you know uncomfortable and they're like
1: You know, school is being done remotely, work is being done remotely, everything is... Everyone is
0: bored and mm -hmm. they want to get out because the weather is getting better, but you, you have to wait it out for at least another month or two at least to see if it improves. That's the problem. People just can't wait. It's like there's there's patience, you know, and it's like you got to have it.
1: We've, you know, we have been trained. We love you especially. You're like, I'm king quarantine. I got my basement. I got my shit. How many deliveries have we had? Everything's been delivered. At one point, I, we were out of coffee. But see,
0: even with that, it's still a risk that we get deliveries. Like, we never know.
1: That's why I sanitize everything. But I'm just
0: saying, that's the thing. Like, it, it, nothing is perfect, and it's like... I do have to
1: say, the last Instacart person did it exactly the way I asked them. They left everything. They didn't even come, and we had no contact. She left it right on the front porch, and she said, she messaged, because you can message through the app. She said, I put it on your front porch as asked. Like, that's, you know, we're making concessions to live right now.
0: Yeah. All right, enough of that. Back to our music. Gonna kick off the next block. Music's
1: more fun anyway than yeah. talking about. Politics and bullshit.
0: New Luctus, amazed by the wonders of that world. Fitting too. All right, DJ Nubis
1: and DJ Neko
0: getting ready to close another episode of the Hordes Cast KS out Cast KS out Cast Ooh. out
1: Ooh. it's been a really good discussion today we were talking about you know crazies in Michigan and I mean the R. Kelly and John Lennon like versus like your own personal moral conundrum
0: what do you feel
1: I I'm really happy we had some good discussions and since I'm leaving on Friday
0: I guess she'll just have to try to call in if you can.
1: I probably can. Um, I told you, like, 16 days of this is just going to be legit transit time. So it'll be a lot.
0: (laughs) 16 days and you get out there. Two hours worth of work. Okay, time to head home.
1: No, it's like eight days out, eight days of working, and then eight days home. So, But we do things other than just, like, splicing while, you know, we...
0: Yeah, they watch movies and play cards. <laughs> we do
1: that at night after after we're done any, working. And eat
0: desserts.
1: And we do eat desserts. But, like, we have to tune up the machines and um, things like that before we start working because nothing's been run up since February. Just stuff like that before we get ready. On the way back, though, that's a different story. We just really need to clean and make sure everything's put back nicely. But, yeah, I could probably, you know, give you a call at least once or twice. Um... Matter of fact, good reminder so I can get my VSAT pins. Yeah. Call through the sat, the magic satellite, and I'm not going to be in a weird part of the world, so it might be a better connection. True. At one point, um, when I was in a really, really, I was like really far north, and I was really far away from any like ten days sailing from any land. I'm trying to call him, and it's like, uh,
0: uh, uh, well, we got uh, some uh, on uh, air. and I <laughs> <see>. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, big thanks to Krypton Scully from Metal Mania and Sky Nielsen Promotions for their big support for the Metal Tavern Radio podcast, and of course all the bands and artists that we showcase in our uh, our podcast. We appreciate all the support.
1: And please listen to the podcast, and then go back and like. We put the little Facebook link in our um, when we share this. Go back and like all of the band's pages and show their support, too.
0: Yep, yep, and share the shit out of our podcast. So. Share
1: it, yeah. Spam.
0: We're going to be whores now, so now you can share the shit out of our stuff. <laughs> all right, got one track left for you before we head out. It's called, for new stuff from Benighted, Implore to Negative. Take it easy, enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk at you later. Bye. Peace.